Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsession will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark out for a while. Hi, it's Jackie Cation. Welcome to the dark forest. You know the websites, JackieCation.com, thedorkforest.com. The credits. Let's do it. Mike Rickberg composed and sang the introduction to the Dork Forest with his girlfriend, Sarah Cohen. Mike Rickberg will sing the Mexican hat dance at the end of the program. Patrick Brady will fix this audio, and he's doing vital work. He also fixes the teasers on the YouTube page, which is youtube.com slash the Dork Forest, where you can hear a clip and see a picture of the guest, usually a day before the Tuesday episodes. JackieCation.com has everything. It has my stand-up schedule and it has the merch page where you can get Dork Forest t-shirts, my CD, my new DVD or new CD. This will make an excellent Horcrux. And you can watch videos of me doing stand-up comedy or you can wander around and see my schedule of when I am coming to a town near you. On DorkForest.com, there is the bonus track, which is usually me and Andy talking about an episode each week. And it also has the donation button if you want to donate. If you enjoy the show, The Dork Forest, please donate. You can do $8.33 a month. I haven't made that easy for you. And someone, a couple of people have pointed out that since in November and December, I ask that you not donate to the Dork Forest. Instead, you find a food bank that maybe I should ask for $10 a month so that you can donate 100 bucks a year. 100 bucks a year is what I'm aiming for. Dorkforest.com is where the donation button is. Give what you can. Buy a t-shirt. Buy a CD. Order a hoodie. Do what you will. But let's get into the ad for this month, as it has been for the last several months, my sister Darla, who pronounces our last name different, talking about her work, which is a helper magoo. She is a financial advisor. And then the show. Thanks for listening. At RBC Wealth Management, social responsibility starts at the top. As a part of the Royal Bank of Canada, RBC has been recognized among the world's financial, social, and environmental corporate leaders. Our sense of responsibility extends to our reputation for putting clients' interests first. My personal commitment is to help you achieve your financial goals by also considering sustainable and responsible investing strategies. To learn more, visit www.darlacashian.com. RBC Wealth Management, a division of RBC Capital Markets, LLC. Member NYSE FINRA SIPC. Hey, it's Jackie Cation. I'm in my living room with Andy Ashcraft because his friend Ed Baraf of at eBaraf, B-A-R-A-F, uh, on Twitter and Baraf.com. That's right. Okay. Uh, is a game designer. They've been friends for some time. They both, uh, worked, uh, together at various different places. And Ed has a Kickstarter going and has made a really fun card game called Murder of Crows that I thoroughly enjoy. Um, and, uh, you have also a board game going to Gen Con, right? Yes. Yes. So let us discuss your love of games. <laughs> sure. Okay. Where, where to begin? Where to begin? <laughs> where were you, when were you born? Were you born with a die in your hand? No, you know, I wasn't, but I, I sort of skipped board and card games and went right into video games, right? Okay, so that makes sense. I, I, I was born with a controller in my hand. <laughs> what, uh, what system? What system, if I, I may be so bold? I turned, um, five in 86. Okay. So basically, Nintendo Entertainment System. That makes that sense. That was my. Yeah. Entry into gaming. In 86, I was doing the uprights. I was doing the uprights. It's, uh, prior to that, it was a Coleco handheld. <laughs> so, uh, we never had the, uh, and that adventure game where you had the arrow. That was a thing. Adventure. Oh, advent- oh yeah, sure. With the key. Was it just yep. called adventure? It was called adventure. Yeah. <laughs> it was a great game. <laughs> that adventure thing. That was called an adventure ad- game called yeah. adventure. Adventure. <laughs> Back when it was so easy. <laughs> I, th- no, I think that uh, video games have gotten easier. Then they what were, makes you say that? Because, to play. Yeah, to play. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that they've gotten more beautiful. Mm-hmm. Definitely much more beautiful. I'm playing uh, a bejeweled Disney uh, for the iPad right now called Frozen and then one called Maleficent. Yeah, yeah. They're, turns out they're named after the movies. Yeah. Frozen and <laughs> Maleficent. <laughs> and, they, and, they, uh, and they don't have... And they're basically just uh, standard uh, they're bejeweled, drop three kind of things? Yeah, they're bejeweled, yeah. candy crushy kind of things. Mm-hmm. The, they're definitely now the science on like how to make these experiences that just like light you up and get you excited is yeah. like is like sort of down pat. So it's really becoming very efficient at making you happy. 
Right. Andy, um, Andy's working over at Disney right now and you were, and he said to me last night, who made these? Cause it's not like Disney mobile. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who, who's making all these games that are, it could be anybody now. Li- everybody knows anybody. how to make, do Python, I guess, or Java or whatever. Right. <laughs> I think those were made in like the so, Ukraine. So I used oh. to, I used to work for, for Disney mobile, Ed, Ed as well. And, uh, you got me that job. Yeah. Oh, what? And, uh, right. he's got me two jobs. In my two career. jobs. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm pushing him up the corporate ladder. <laughs> So that you don't have to go in? So that I don't have to drive. <laughs> it usually goes like, oh, I see you have a mess. Maybe Ed could help you fix that. <laughs> That's a, yeah. yeah. He, your shit he is said on that fire. you're really good at fixing the mess, that you, you have a really good grasp of mess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm happy to get dirty. Okay. Yeah, you want to wait around. Ed is, Ed is the perfect producer. <laughs> I yeah. mean, honestly, he's the guy you can say. Uh, Andy's dorkdom is Ed Bereff. Welcome yeah. to, welcome. Yeah. <laughs> he, I mean, he's, he's, he sold me a number of times. <laughs> no commissions. He's, well, uh, and, and, and our friend, our, 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 mutual? our friend, mutual friend, Andrew Leaker, uh, my, my first mentor. Andrew oh, okay. Leaker, um, uh, I've met told him. me about this once is that, is that there's no problem that you don't see as a, as a production problem. Sure. Right. Everything can be solved. Everything can be solved. And oh, that's there you awesome. Go. And that's you, a great way to. What do you think uh, to, about the the lack of water in the in the Sahara? <laughs> I think you could take that. I, have, I, I haven't. Yeah, I, have, I haven't moved outside of the game sphere, but maybe <laughs> one day. Well, well, because I, I I've been trying to figure out because Andy sees everything as a as a, as a, a sort of a game mechanic problem. If you uh, see everything as a production problem, my father sees everything as a sale. <laughs> I see everything as a joke. Oh, uh, so it's, you're just like, well, if you could. Fixed jury duty by production, you know, by using production skills. I've, I've been fortunate enough to have never been on jury duty. Me neither. Uh, oh, well, I've been called in, but I've never been on a jury. Have you been never been called in? Never even been called in. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. That's another talent. It did. <laughs> that'll, that'll save talent. you some time. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, let, but, but before, allow me briefly just to talk about Murder of Crows. Sure. Which is a card game. Yes. That you were instrumental in making, right? Sure. Yeah. It's your game, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, I made it with Thomas Denmark. Okay. So you and Thomas Denmark uh, got together and made a card game where you spell the word murder in mm-hmm, front of mm-hmm. you. And each letter, M-U-R-D-E-R. That's how murder is spelled. Uh, uh, each of the letters has a different, like everybody's spelling their own murder and then you affect other people's, um, uh, uh, in front of them. It has a take that mechanic. A take, oh, it's a take that mechanic. Yeah. We're you learning play the card things. and you say, yeah. take that. And you, and you can block it if you have the same number of crows. Counter mechanic. Yeah, counter mechanic. <laughs> nice. But it, what I like about it is that it's like a 20, 30 minute game. Yeah. And, and then at the end of it, whoever wins the victory screen essentially is you get to read your murder. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a great denouement for the, for a game. Right. Ooh. He, now he just went over my head. Well, he went French. It's something, <laughs> but it's, it's something I've been, I've been thinking about and working on since for, for, I don't know, probably eight months or so thinking about like, how do games end and how do, how do you have that dramatic arc within, within the game, which is not necessarily the story of the game, but the story of the playing of the game. I how call it the that, victory screen. Yeah, the victory screen. <laughs> the, victory screen. <laughs> the victory screen is the denouement in most yeah. games, right? It's just like, boom, there it is, and you've got the and you've got uh, Bill, cell, Bill Clinton the, on the uh, on the roof of the White House in a right, in a hot, in a hot tub, tub with the with that, with that, gals. Yeah, that was USA cruising USA. Uh, I don't know if you ever played that one. Of course. All right. Yeah, the the victory uh, screen on that is Bill Clinton on the in a hot tub on the top of the of the White First House. First, you drive through the cherry blossoms <laughs> <laughs> in DC. It's so beautiful. But what is that 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 sort of like? Yay, I had a, I had, I had a great time and now in that, I'm in that coming down. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and it really was neat because, so, right, it'll, it'll say like, you know, in a dark forest. Yeah, you know, I think under, ours are people's names, is that right? Yeah. The so, Reap? Yeah. Okay. So, so basically, so that was, so just to tell a little story. So, yeah. uh, Thomas actually was, started working on it before me. He, he, he was a art director at Mind Control Software. Okay. And that's how I knew him. And, um, and I don't know why, uh, at the time he, I was sort of getting into card and board games at that time because you're, when you make video games, you find out everyone likes card and board games. And he was doing it. And we or started working. should. And yeah. <laughs> and what he, he, he made Dungeoneer, which is this expansive, high, you know, high fantasy dungeon crawl card, card game. Okay. And, um, he explicitly was doing Murder of Crows because he wanted to make a game like Uno. Um, oh. and he didn't want to do unique art. He just wanted it to be like an M, a U, an R, a D. Okay. And, and so we started working on it together. And as this to your story of, a, how do you pronounce that word? Denouement. Denouement. Um, <laughs> how he said it. Um, 
you, got you know, it. you got it. We were just putting out. I'm like, you know, you got the two R's. It's with us. Yeah. Like, you could sort of have your the the person who got killed and the person who's being killed. Oh right. And and and, and then we're like, well, you like, oh, you can put a setting and a theme, and then you need the weapon. And actually putting it together, you're able to construct, which is essentially this programmatic, right? As yeah. you play, it changes because you're changing. You're playing different R's or different people. Oh right, right. Because because so, each of the different U's has a different. Setting set, or whatever, yeah, it is. or whatever, yeah. And so, so it's it's ever changing until it happens, until you spell murder, right? And then you get that that event. And so, what it was so cool once we put that in that suddenly Thomas had to go back and do art for every original <laughs> for art for every, every single card. Oh, that's hilarious! <laughs> in a style that's not his, and it took seven years. Wow, <laughs> did it? Because oh. because well, not because of that solely, but 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 it like it went from hopefully being this quick, easy thing. To basically being full painted. Right. Right, right of course. And, and, and the art is actually very pretty. Oh, it's fantastic. And, yeah. and that's called creature feet. Sort of. <laughs> or, well, it, unintended consequences. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Uh, the way I like to say it now, uh, is less work for in game development, less work for you always means more work for somebody else. So yeah, that's if, if, true. if you come up with a solution that means more, less work for you, it means it's either on engineers or on artists or on designers. Yes. So like you got to be aware of like, what did I just do by <laughs> be like, Oh, let's, let's make it programmatic. Like, what does that mean? You just I gave just, work to somebody else. I just saved myself. Yeah. Thank them. Thank the person you gave all your work to. That's right. Oh, wow. That's fascinating. What does programmatic mean? Meaning that, uh, that instead of, instead of somebody hand making content, the content can be created by the, by the program itself or like, Oh, so that creates yeah, like so like engineer. so like the story of, in Murder of Crows is created programmatically by the by the game by the card game itself. Okay, like nobody's you you're not making decisions to say oh it needs to be this person who's the murder victim. That oh, just okay. comes about as part of as part of the dynamics of the game. A simple example in Diablo. When okay, Diablo came out. Yeah. The dungeons were uh, made up of components and pieces, and they made randomly generated dungeons based oh, okay. on. Okay. And so, so there wasn't, there didn't need to be a level designer making a making bunch a of dungeons. Levels. There was just a, a, a level designer making a bunch of different rooms that could then be mix and match. And then there some, had to be some engineer who had to made make, the code oh. that figured out how to properly mix and match it. Right. Yeah. That does create a job for someone else. Does yeah. it not? <laughs> yes, it does. But it's, 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 all about, it's all about work, right? Yeah. You, you spend all the time making this stuff together and then you get this awesome thing. But sometimes what you do is you trade a lot of work for one person for a little bit of work for somebody else. And that's, that's, that's the idea. Or you, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting the blank, the, the, yeah, the blinky of course, stare, right? From, it just depends on, you know, the, how, that? how senior the person is and how many politics are involved. But you know, that's right. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I think that's true. I mean, again, for me, you, you you talk about me as a, a producer, and I think that's certainly um, one of my my strongest skills. But over time, I've done much more of sort of project direction and creative direction and, and sort of design. Yeah, and you know, I'm, I've been well, leaning. Nobody more- gets into this business without having ideas about about games, right? and or and wanting to be a and producer. wanting to and wanting to make a game, or which I think is why game. you're like, okay, so I'm a good producer, but I need to make games, right? So that's what has led to. Sort of the Kickstarter you're doing. Yeah, and, I, I think, uh, well, what I, I would say. And the board of, game for Gen Con, right? Yeah, a, a liftoff. And then also even my first game. I mean, I think I would say more, it's, I've always wanted to make games. Yeah. And then I've just used every skill I have to allow that to happen. Yeah. So even when I made my first game at the University of Michigan, no one was making games. So I started an organization called Wolverine Soft, recruited a bunch of people, set it all up and got in motion just to make a game. Right. Um, so, so, you know, I think, it's all, it's all, There's it's some all old costumes I, I, in the attic. So let's put on a show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? it's a show. I, I like to say game maker. Like I make yeah, games. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, but, um, but what I'm saying, yeah, what I'm saying is that, so you, you get into video games when you're a kid mm-hmm. and you're like, I want to be a game designer. And then you start making video games and that's great. But, um, so, sometimes it's hard to get to make your game, right? Right. Right. And when, when you're in like a big, you know, like if you work for Sony PlayStation, they're like, Oh, I want to make. My first person shooter and they're like, no, no, this guy's making his first person shooter. Yeah. Right? Ba- basically you're, you're, you don't get to make when you work for, for, for big, big companies in the industry, you rarely ever get, I mean, it's not, it's not never, but it's rare that you ever get to make like, Oh, I have an idea for a game. By the time, they, by the time you go through all of the green light things, it's probably not your game anymore. And, and by the end, it's probably somebody else's game. Well, I, that, that's very true. I mean, that's true, true for most. I, I was fortunate that. My first game, 
was my game. Right. And, and so I sort of started, yeah, I started indie. And what I found my challenge was how not to have to fire everybody when you finish your product, right? Like the challenge (laughs) comes down to like how to make games and hit an industry that like allow you to make the next game. And so all of those challenges, that's really what propelled me into production and business and all that stuff was like, Oh, this is awesome team. And we just made this awesome thing. And then somebody messed up on, on the production or somebody messed up on the business. And now we all have to go find new jobs. Now now we have to start over from scratch. Yeah. So having started over from scratch way too many times, um, (laughs) yeah, that's sort of how it went for me. But Mm -hmm. so which, which, what board game is going to be at Gen Con? Gen Con is this, the, the thing, cause this, this episode will air, will drop, drop. That's when, that's what happens with podcasts. <laughs> we had this conversation. And, uh, <laughs> it goes up on iTunes. I don't know what you want to call it. It'll be available it's at dropforest.com. Oh, it's a drop. It's a drop. It's a drop. And it, on August 11th. So that'll, I think, be in the middle of your Kickstarter, yes. right? Yes, yes. And, uh, so what are, you're doing that for a board game, right? Yes. Or for a card game? For, for a board game called Liftoff. For Liftoff. Okay. Yeah. Now, tell, tell us about Liftoff. It's yes, been please. about a year since I've heard more. I, I, I played it. an early version of yes. it with you, mm-hmm. with the, with the three of us. Yes, okay. yes. So, um, Liftoff, you, you'd mentioned Murder of Crows was yeah. about 20 or 30 minutes. Liftoff's maybe 45 for two to five players. Okay. I, um, I really like sort of lightweight, easy to learn games that, um, in particular, everyone who plays it feels like they're in it the whole time yeah. and not like mm-hmm. bored or confused and the person who brought the game mm-hmm. wins, that kind of thing. I hate that. <laughs> um, and so, um, at the time, I was playing a lot of uh, Ticket to Ride uh, and uh, Forbidden Island and a lot of these games that were sort of cooperative. So I, I wanted to make a cooperative game, but I sort of – I didn't want it to only be cooperative. So I ended up making Liftoff, which is um, you're aliens on this planet and okay. somebody has tripped over a coolant cable accord and uh, the whole thing's going to explode. Ooh. So the, uh, the, uh, planet? the planet is just going to explode and – so um, you got to get off the planet. You got to get off the planet. Okay. Lift off, get you got to get all your, all your little all your little dudes have to yeah. get off the planet. So we have we each have ten aliens okay. at the core, and we have to get them to the perimeter. And then they're all technically these... they are dudes. Yes. Um, dudes. <laughs> aliens. Aliens. <laughs> Alien um, dudes. Yes, technically they're dudes. They're not aliens to themselves. Um, but and then on the perimeter of the planet, and it, it's this modular circular board. But when you get to the edges, they're all these sort of escape vessels or things. Oh, okay. So you have like a rocket, a UFO. A oh, there's different satellite, yeah, all sorts of different. Uh, there's jetpack, and each one has a slightly different mechanic for what you need to right. do in order to to get. Oh, it. to use it, to yeah. use it, okay. Right. And you, you you're drawing resources and spending them to use them. But what's sort of I don't know, I, I, it's not unique. But what is special about liftoff is these all these different um, vehicles can sort of hold different numbers of aliens, right, and, or dudes, and. and um, and it, it's, it doesn't matter whose team they're on, right? So oh. at the beginning, like, we can all get on the rocket together and have two of yours and two of Andy's and two of mine. And right. we all take off. But you're still trying to be the first person to get all of your aliens off. Okay. So early, we're, like, working together. Like, oh, you got some extra resources. And then suddenly or at about halfway through, somebody's taking the lead or – and suddenly they're like, whoa. Yeah, I love that. I love those moments in the games where basically you have these act changes, right? Yeah. Like, like yeah, and and – Frequently, your your strategy for playing these games hinges on timing that 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 change in your strategy from from going from cooperative to competitive, competitive? at huh. the, just the right moment. Well, and sometimes having, it's about being in second place, right? Sometimes it's about right. letting somebody do the moment first, get the axes in his back. That's right. <laughs> and then, and then um, <laughs> oh, meat shield. Is yeah. 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 I think so. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, it was interesting I, when I, I – sometimes I call it um, island because originally was – when I designed it the first time, it, it was an island and it was a, a, a making a raft, swimming, oh, right. a smoke signal, yep. which is still in there, and um, like radio, radio calling for help. And – uh, and I was just like, who wants to be stranded on an island? Let's make it a planet. But um, <laughs> planet I was fun. watching shows like – I don't know if it was like Lost or if it was just – Gilgan's um, Island. Gilgan's Island oh, yeah. is a good example. Oh. Uh, but um, what was that? Survivor? Mm-hmm. But all those dynamics were like people work together and then suddenly yeah. they stop <laughs> and, <laughs> and start tricking each other and doing nasty things. And so That's that right. was – that was sort of the dynamic I wanted, but in sort of a so lightweight. So it's liftoff. Get me off this planet. Yeah, and that's what the Kickstarter is going to be. Yes, and and so you just want to make a lot of them and get the word out, and so everyone can play it. Yeah, you know, it tur- <laughs> it turns out that yeah. 
So uh, we we built the whole thing. Like we made the box, we made the board, we cut it out yeah. of masonite. We we have a pen. copy of it. There's yeah. a copy of it here uh, from that, a distance. The audience can't he, can't see, but I can describe as being quite beautiful. Yeah, I think it. It's and, good looking. The art good looking uh, is by Nicole Kelly, and it, it's it's fantastic. If, if you go to the Kickstarter, you yeah. can see me holding it and showing it, and it is. An awesome prototype. Oh, and Ed made a really super cool uh, stop motion video of the, of the little aliens trying to get off their planet. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the you know. Oh, that'll be the video. That's the video for the Kickstarter. Well, and then I, I talk and about it. And then you it. talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, of but, course. But basically, right, the whole process with Kickstarter, at least not the one I've taken, is like if anyone makes a recommendation, I just do it. Right? They're like, oh, you should do that. Okay, I'll go do it. So oh, somebody okay. was like, you should make a stop motion video. I was like, all right. Stop motion <laughs> videos are hard. They I take a lot of time. A lot of time. This <laughs> is not a casual endeavor. <laughs> no, no. But it, it's like a little mini project. Do the Kickstarter's a, a project? Yeah. The the video's a project. The stop motion. So you is know, it keeping fun. you off the streets? Is that what I'm hearing? I'm just like, <laughs> I, you know, it's fun. But but so you you can check it out. But um. The cold to the work, uh, the art, and, and it's, it's really it's a very nice looking thing. And, mm-hmm. and it's forty five minutes to an hour to to get off the yeah, planet. Forty five minutes. You know, sometimes these games, like you, the first time you learn, you add another yeah, five yeah, yeah, minutes yeah. on. Okay. Um, but yeah. So as it would turn out, making manufacturing um, yeah. games costs money. Oh right. Video games, you can do sweat equity and work then with your friends, and and then just launch it, and you don't have to. Put any upfront money other than your time. I mean, like a hundred dollars for Apple or whatever. But like, there's no oh. financial barrier to getting to the market when they're physical like this, and you right. want to make a few. Co- you got to like have them manufactured and pay for wood and and, yeah, and shipping. It's much yeah, more expensive. Right. Yeah. It was your boutique thing where you got those little do- the little uh, yeah, the yeah. little braces, the little, little plastic pieces that I had cut made. You had to have those made. Because Brutiki is 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 your. I didn't board have game. to. I mean, I could have. I could have spent. It was. It was taking so much time though for me to cut them out of foam core that having <laughs> with a laser cutter basically cut them and etch them in in plastic. They were cooler and they look better. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, because there's you. You always talk about in board games. There's like toy value, right? Yeah. Or something. A lot of board games have really great toy value. Well, and that's the, because the the thing that's awesome about a board game coming from doing video games and board games. Is one is this thing that you have and share and you can play with people in front of you, um, but it's also timeless. Like a board game, if you're working on a video game, like it becomes obsolete. Like if you, especially if you've never released it, that code you can't run it, you can't use it. It's just this like decrepit yeah. thing. Okay. Um, and then even once the code times out or something like the, other codes. Yeah, well, have because Apple just, keeps app- changing things, right? The sort the 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 the. the Operating systems that run the code keep changing. Okay. And so the code just doesn't work anymore. Okay. It just becomes so something. So what, what, that what are those ones like? They take the old uprights and the old games I played in the eighties. They can they can update them, or they can, or somebody might run them on an emulator. That's the word right. I'm looking for, an emulator, because I've been looking for Dungeons of Doom for thirty years. Oh, I'm it turns sure. Out, Everyone's like, "Oh, it's out there," and I'm like, "Yeah, stop pointing me towards images." Right, you have it to point me have to, to the find emulator. find some uh, yeah. some hobbyist who's made a an emulator that'll run the. the but thing. that's the only way to play those games after they're obsolete. Well, yeah, I mean, and it just it just takes a lot of effort. But a board game, like so, Liftoff, I actually dragged had, it out of the closet, made it a few years ago, yeah. And then I was trying to get a publisher and go sort of that route to get it manufactured. But like, you can pull it out. It's like a book, right? You get to pull it out, and it's just yeah. as good as now as it was then, and and also like. People have different opinions, but you know, games sort of feel dated as you go. Okay, in, in that, like mm-hmm. you know, sure. I mean, there's an eight bit is retro is great right now, but like <laughs> just generally, like if you play a PS one game, you're like, oh, it looks a little blocky and blah blah. Right. Um, there is but a, there a board is game always feel it, it's exactly as intended the entire time, and it's always it's always as lame or as great as it's always been. Right, I played right. Yahtzee last week. And there's, like, yeah. and there's some. I mean, there is you a little bit of roll a, dice. <laughs> there is sort of a progression of ideas in game design that sort of leads to kind of a an, an outdated feel of things. That's true. Like, I, like nobody's noted. nobody's buying what they're calling, you know, what they call the roll the dice, move your mice kind of games. I mean, that's Parcheesi? Yeah, yeah. Nobody's doing that anymore. Parcheesi blew when it but was new. Frantic, right. frantic dice games. But are frantic pretty, are, are the rage right now. Right. Which, what's a frantic dice game? Awesome. <laughs> so sure. you you have to pick up um space cadet space cadets dice duel. It is space cadets dice duel. Awesome. Is it a, is it a dice roll off game? But is it's it a, a space, duel of it, dice. You're you're I'm not I'm not like on that sort of sci fi trekkie side. So I'm like 
I don't know any he of the lies. names of these. He lies. <laughs> but but so basically, you're you're both in a ship. Okay. And it's represented on the board, and it's called Frantic Dice because um, it's two to eight players, I think. But basically. You're rolling dice as fast as you can to get like uh, – so there's a guy who is the engineer and he's getting power. And so there's a gunner and a shield guy and a navigator. And to, to use power, the gunner's like, I need sixes. So the engineer is rolling dice like this, trying to get sixes as fast as he can. As soon as he gets a six, he can give it to the um, the gunner and then the gunner has his own dice to try to get his numbers to fire on the board. So it's frantic dicing because everyone's rolling. It, it's about – you oh, can roll as fast as you can. It's cooperative. It's co- no, it's, comp- it's cooperative on each side of the table. Oh, okay, so you have like two, well, like part, like bridge. Yeah. Like you're, you got two, a partner, two player, uh, two to uh, you can eight. you can do two, but it's up to eight. No, but how many people on a team? Uh, two or more if it's a team. Oh, oh, so what do the it other people f- do? It so can be three people. One person's just rolling to get the energy dice. Okay, the other people are managing their what they're responsible for. Okay, by rolling their dice. Okay, but the, the frantic dice bit is is it's like oh you're trying to get a number. And you just roll the die, and you can roll as fast as you can. And as soon as you get the number, you can use it. So it's like you're sitting there, and it's about like, wait, I can just keep going. Like I can you, normally in these right. games, you can't roll more than once. Right? Yeah, there's you some, like yeah. roll, there's, and you it's win. your turn. There's other real time games that are, that are not turn based. That that's like, there's, crazy. That's, there's card games that are that are, that are have, like that. Yeah, as well. That, What's that, one? Um. Oh shoot! I'm well, I would say spit. Block. Right. Spit. Spit's a good example of a game where it's like sol- solitaire, where yeah. you're playing against each other. Hmm. And there's something in the middle, and you're playing as fast as you can, and they're playing as fast as you can. Right. Okay. But so the, the the overall effect of this game, because I was just floored, and there's some other ones like Escape from Temple um, of Doom or something. Okay. But each side is <laughs> going as fast as they can, and you're moving this. You're using your movement dice to move these ships, and then yeah. somebody says fire, and then you stop, and you like resolve where your shields were, where your angle, <laughs> and then oh, and that then sounds goes, cool. It, it is amazing. It okay. like you like and. And we played with eight people. With eight people, there's a captain on each side, and all they're doing is managing. All they're doing is looking at the board oh, and great. saying what they need. And I was like, this is like the closest recreation of like what this must have been like. <laughs> yeah. And I was I was very I was very anyway. That's awesome. Okay. That's so that's great. a, that's a tangent. Really great. But that's a good game. That's, that's a great tangent. Point, um, that might be the clip. But, but, but yeah, but but yeah, so that's sort of a new, yes, a new idea in game design to have that kind of cooperative, real time thing. Then you find out somebody did this like twenty years ago, and he's like, "Why?" <laughs> right, but, but it didn't take, right? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. But I, but I like I like that there's because I love a cooperative game, but I like the idea that you have a cooperative game that then switches to a competitive game mm-hmm. as as you end it. So, mm-hmm. and I, if I recall, when we played Liftoff, you won the first time. I might have, which is always a good way to sell a game. Yeah, it's a great way to well, if you can get someone to win. That's right. Let the let the well, newbie but, win. I mean, uh, yeah, but but it's but I, <laughs> to me, I think that's actually complicated, right? Making a game that everyone playing feels like they're in it. That's right. But you know when yeah, the new I player totally, wins, I totally completely agree that like there's nothing worse than being in the middle of a game and realizing that you have no chance of winning. And there's no reason to even keep trying. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, I mean, Which I suppose would be what will, what, what, what will happen in those situations is that player will then start thinking about ways to screw with other people. Right. And or then or break the game. Or break yeah. the game. Or, yeah, right. they'll just troll it. I mean, the other thing for me that is, is games like um, Small World or Ticket to Ride, um, where even if you don't necessarily win, they the designs are so tight and well done that like the the score range at the end That's is right. like within five. That's right. You're like somebody has a but and not like at a huge number. Like somebody has one eighty, somebody has one seventy two, and somebody has one you know eighty three. Yeah. And everyone feels like oh, I just made one. If I had made one decision differently. That's right. I would have won. That's right. <laughs> um, and even though it's like no, no, you would never have won. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so that's another thing that's that's fun. But um, that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. It's um. For Brutiki, the yeah. game that I'm taking to Gen Con and trying to find a publisher for. So yeah. I'm basically where you were three you years were ago. Three years ago, and, and, and so like we could talk about why you should probably just do a Kickstarter. <laughs> well, right, yeah. <laughs> and, and maybe it'll happen. I'm not sure. Uh, is uh, yeah, I, when I'm in my playtest, I've been keeping track of like what what the ending scores have been, just to try to make sure that that all these scores end up are, it's tight at the end. You know that that scores. Oh, that, are, that it's close. Yeah, at the end of it, because right, right, Pratiki is the Norse god. Discover the South Sea Islands. That's right. So you're they yeah, go the, native. Right, right. So it's a mashup. Also, why 
board games and card games are awesome and the advantage they have over video games. But oh, because you can do crazy with, things like, like that. This, like whatever this fiction you're describing, right? right? <laughs> like, right. You can only <laughs> find crazy, that in a board game. <laughs> crazy fictions, who like yeah. that we, you'd have a hard time selling as a as a video game. You're like, oh sure, uh, Viking tiki gods. Yes, absolutely, we're <laughs> on board. Right, and but the but the great thing about board games is that because like with liftoff, you're putting uh, dudes into ships and into vehicles, right? And in Brutiki, you're building bridges. You're building bridges between islands that move around, and you can move them around. And, and video games, it just feels like you're wandering around fighting things, usually. Frequently, that's right? all you're doing. Well, it's true. I mean, look, if you spend some time playing and being a part of the indie scene, which I've been doing more on the, on the video game side, as okay. well as the board game side, there really are some fantastic projects on Steam yeah. and otherwise that are doing some awesome things. We're, is it kind of, is there, is there architectural kind of stuff or is there, is there yeah. time I mean, stuff? Yeah, or, yeah, I yeah. mean, it can be there's anything. Building, building right? things. Yeah. yeah the, you know, the big back. hit from about five years ago was world of goo. We were yeah. talking about architectural stuff and that yeah. was basically just building, building things out of squishy rods. Bridges. Building yeah. bridges. Building bridges basically. And okay. You know, it's, 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 it got a little bit bigger than indie, though. I mean, certainly started there, but it started Braid, there. Braid is a, Braid is a good example too yeah. of a breakout indie hit. That was uh, yeah. a platformer like Mario, okay. but like where you could go back in time and like go do something, and then it affects the. Yeah, yeah right. it's all about it, time one of management. The, the main main mechanics of the game is 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 like doing something and then and then and then basically going back in time to where you were before and then doing it something else and you get like set a, yeah like bring the key to the door up. to unlock the other area it's like playing a two player game by yourself you go mm-hmm. run and do one thing oh, and then cool. you run your like your soul to the other thing right? <laughs> mm-hmm. oh that's kind of cool that's that's yeah, an interesting game it did game. very well yeah okay. and, and then you know you see stuff like that getting taken into like dark siders big huge epic game then, you know, or Darksiders right. 2 or whichever one it was where you can then split your soul into two pieces and go and both do. stand on a, on okay. a, on a, a, a you know, right. bring out two boulders to each side and get through a path, right? So, but, so there are a lot of fantastic indie games. It, it's, it's, they don't get the same, the, the board game market community and audience is much more receptive and supportive of small little efforts. And enjoying them, yeah. and, and you don't—they don't need to do as well. They don't need to make right. as much money. And they can so be you, sort of cr- more crazy, crazy, jokey sort of. Okay, ideas this sounds exactly like sort of like comedy dorks, comedy nerds. They're just like, no, no, whatever you want to talk about. What do? You, what is it going to be? And right. they—they're receptive, and they just want to go. Oh, you want to do a weird? What do you want to do? Okay, <laughs> all right. You want, you're going to do 45 minutes on hot, hot, hot pockets. Hot Fine. Po- right, right. You're, are, is he still talking about dinosaurs? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. For no reason, except for he loves dinosaurs. So you could make a board game about anything because the audience is more receptive. Well, and and you know, for the Kickstarter, right? Right. I basically need you know, give or take, let's just say flat, like a thousand people. To say, yes, I back you. I like this game. Here's $39. Send it to my house when it's ready, right? And then yeah. I get to manufacture it and go, that's a thousand people. That's like not crazy. I mean, hope most that's, of the time. That's, un, that's not un, unconce- inconceivable. Right. Or unconceivable. And you get to do things. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> you get to do things that, like at Disney, right? There's all these things you would never do because they would just be like, that wouldn't, that wouldn't move the needle. Like, Right. One thousand people is not as, yeah. you know, oh. it's like, what? Right. How are we going to move a, thousand, a million people? A thousand fans is a reasonable number of people to, for a board game, right? Where it's like for an electronic game, it's like, who cares? Yeah. A thousand right. people, a thousand. yeah. Oh, they don't. They're, they're not more even. like a thousand people a minute, right? Like, right. If oh, you're if you don't have a hundred thousand people a, a day, you know, in in these games, you're you're, you're in, in some trouble. of the video games, people yeah. get all sad and well, they're they're like, just, well what's you're not making any money? Yeah, and so I guess what I'm saying is. It's easier in physical board games, although you have to. Manage, although part of that money. is the price point too, right? Where you're you're selling something for forty bucks or fifty bucks, as opposed, as opposed to, to free, free or a dollar. But, oh, but even but even with console games, they're not you're not Battlefield. They're not like oh, hopefully we can get a thousand people to pick up our true, game, right? True. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, the, but once you're talking about Battlefield, you're talking about you know millions of dollars. What's yeah. Battlefield? Uh, like Battlefield 1942 was a, a huge, big, big shooter war, war game. A video game or video yeah. game? Okay. Sorry, we're we're jumping oh, no, all no, over no, the oh, place. No. What, you, what you guys are doing are dorking out. That's uh, so, <laughs> you know, you're, and you're spending you know tens of millions of dollars on on that to get it, to produce yeah. it. Oh right, right. Be- yeah. So you need a lot of people to spend fifty bucks. Oh, to, to fix it, to, 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 to make, to, to break to even and then make yeah. money back. Right. But so, you know, but all I'm saying is in, in, in when you're, when you're talking about, and, and a lot of Kickstarters that are only looking for 10 or $12,000, they only need 
200, 300 people, 400 right. people, right? That's that, right. That kind of, you know, you can imagine talking to 200 people. Like you can be like, okay, I'm going to find right. five people a day for 30 days and, <laughs> right, you know, right. and I get can 40 get bucks a piece out of yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Um, so that's sort of, in, I think that's neat. That is neat. Mm-hmm. And what I, what I like, um, what, what I've seen, Especially like Scott Rogers, who's been on the program and is uh, a friend of yours, right. and, and has um, made a board game, which and is has awesome. made a board game as well. What board game did he make? Well, he's making he's he's working on that uh, ray gun rockets and ray guns. Oh, and he's all about the he's all about the toy value. Yeah, he loves. He's got the little figures. And they're like like nineteen fifties sci fi themed. Yeah. He spent all it's- of his money on the figures. <laughs> there was a guy. There was a guy I had on the show. I think when it was a live streaming show on Blog Talk Radio, and he had, and he and I bought it. It's called a Masses versus the Massive. That's right. And it's this Gamerzilla thing. And one person plays Gamerzilla, and one person plays Tokyo. Uh, the army, oh, cool. this, the, <laughs> the, gonna, yeah. I like it already. Right. Well, and he spent, and it's a, it's a super fun game. Um, I have a hard time with trajectory. I wish I need to get a new set of rules cause I tried to play it the other day mm. and I was like, I don't know how that planes go anymore. Right. I'd and forgotten the, how the, and, and some of the movement, I, I, I wish the rules were whatever, but it's called masses versus the massive. And, but the weird thing is, is he, like he spent so much money on the awesome hexagon board and the tiny Gamerzilla dude. And, um, and then like the army and stuff, they're just little plastic guys. They're just, yeah, yeah. yeah that's fine. It's not as cool as the, li- the lizard. Let's make the turtle lizard thing awesome. Right. And let's make the hexes great. And then he made individual hex rubble. So like you, you can tell when, when, when I meet like different game designers, you can um, see what, what they're, what they're excited about. <laughs> yeah, well, what well you know, and it's actually an interesting dynamic in both video games and, and board games. Like so fundamentally, uh, and I, I, my company is actually called Pencil First Games, but I, I, I think is there a website for that? Pencilfirstgames.com. Oddly enough, well done at uh-huh. Baraf, uh on Twitter, by the way. But you know, fundamentally, on both places, right? You don't need all that flair and polish and stuff, right? In games, you can start with with, with shapes and circles and, That's right. and pencil. With board games, you can start there. And and yep. and there are a lot of people that actually you can take that pretty much to market. I mean, if you look at a lot of the micro games that are coming out. Um, they're really simple games that aren't heavily dosed in in, yeah, in, in the in, sexy sauce, right? Right. Um, but but the the but the but the interesting thing is like for me, I actually sort of through through my trajectory, like have really come to appreciate the value. Like I like games with strong theme and take you like on an escape and adventure. Like I, that's what I like from games. I, the I like, story kind of or well, or, I, or the I, setting. I, I well, the escape, which is the whole thing. All right, so between between Murder of Crows and Liftoff and the new game that we're working on together, that's basically your your idea, um, is I see you as like a really interested in that narrative, in like creating narrative in games. Yeah, well, and I think getting lost in them, right? Yeah, and and I think that so, and but that that makes up for my weakness as a mechanics designer, right? So the 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 for me, it's like I want you to get so absorbed in what's happening that you're like, oh. Our score differential right, right. was huge. What what happened there? And that's and honestly, that's a that's a very workable yeah. trade off. I mean, oh. if you're in if you're invested in the story and you're invested in the world, then who cares? Well, and it also makes it lightweight. Like, a, well, yeah. and I've been trying to explain to my nephews because uh, I was playing Yahtzee with them, and they got super competitive because they're siblings, and uh, <laughs> and that's I. I never liked board games before I met Andy because I, I'm the youngest of six and we would play these games and there would constantly be, well, you forgot to get $200. You forgot to ask right. for $200. The bickering between siblings can be, a, can be rough. Right. It can so be it, a rough it, environment to play any sort of game in right. or and, have any sort of fun in. And, uh, and it can make you not like games. So I never liked them. And then you uh, introduced me to Apples to Apple. Excellent gateway drug. Excellent mm-hmm. gateway drug in the world of board sure, games, sure. especially for comics because everyone gets two minutes. Right. Uh, so, because <laughs> it's well, because yeah, everyone gets to be green, right? And so you and get then, to be the funny one. And then Ed one. came down and introduced us to Quirkle, which oh, is right. another great. Oh, I love. You know what I call Quirkle? Idiot Scrabble. Yeah, it really like is, isn't it? Because <laughs> I'm, I'm so bad uh, I remember, at you know, you I know Susan and the Susan Martha Maker for mm-hmm. Idea Duck, and like. She was explaining it, and I was like, "Oh, you just, it's Scrabble with shape, shapes and colors." <laughs> and you know, she's like, "Well, I don't know." But no, I mean, and then oh, you, right, right, because <laughs> she was like, "No, I made a thing." You know, no, no, it's a great thing. I love Quirkle because it's idiot Scrabble. And the thing, I work in words, right? I'm a, I'm a wordsmith. That's what I like. That's what it's on my card. No, uh, but the, <laughs> but the thing is, is I'm so bad at Scrabble, and I'm so bad at Boggle, and I'm so bad at all of those games that are jumbled. I don't see. She like has, other people. She has six words. 
and the. It's never good. I'm also not good at Quirkle, but I don't care. Since you can always figure out the six shapes and six colors, you don't feel like an idiot, right? Right. And, and, I, and I, <laughs> yeah. I don't have a lot, I don't get a lot of my right. self-esteem in my knowledge of colors and shapes. And, 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 and her stuff is really interesting because What's you her can, name? Uh, the woman who did? Susan Ross, right? Uh, Ross? Ross. R-O-S-S? I, I think, yeah, R-O-S-S. Okay. I think it's Susan Ross McKinley, I think. Okay, she might have. Idea Duck. She made Idea Duck. Idea Duck? She's going to get really mad at uh, me. Idea Duck. Oh, the Idea name of her Duck? Oh, cool. Okay. Um, but all of her stuff, like if you play, she's got, um, uh, oh, man, I didn't really, uh, uh, pick up, uh, she's got color sticks and, um, surplex, surplexed and a number of games and they all, our color shape games mm-hmm. oh, neat. and matching and like accessible for kids, but great for adult type games. And they're like fabulous. And so you like, you could see what her aesthetic. Of oh games yeah. Is, yeah. Right? And, and, and you're like, Oh, she uses that mechanic everywhere. It's like, <laughs> she loves that mechanic. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Oh, you really, you really like that set mechanic. And, and if you go to her, her, she's like, she does, um, these fabulous graphic art paintings mm, mm-hmm. that she has all over her house it's that are all awesome. also made out of yeah. the same shape. <laughs> colors. <laughs> she, she understands. She's just color is alive yeah. for her. That, um, that's so interesting because um, there's there's a there's a stand up show called Set List where where you are given topics uh, as you go right, and uh, you're supposed to pretend that that is your act, and so you are given you know you're like oh Mike stand. Anarchy is the is the topic you're given, and it's always something esoteric like that, right? It's always some weird jumble of words, and it doesn't matter what kind of comedy you do, you end up doing the same kind of comedy. That's the same in game design. So yeah. whatever whatever game mechanic you're given, you're then yeah, you're going to take your aesthetic and apply to that, right? You're like okay, you're gonna, well, you're going to paint it with all the with the brushes that you have, right, and you're exactly. And That's you're fascinating. Okay, and it's. Susan McKinley Ross or something. Okay. McKinley Ross. Oh, good for you for looking that up. Yeah, That's I don't, nice. you know, she's a good enough friend that I don't want to, <laughs> right. uh, I don't want to ruin that. And the, um, the, the note section of the Dork Forest has fallen by the wayside, <laughs> so I appreciate that. Um, no, but the other interesting thing is, you know, you play those games as kids, the monopolies, the risks. Yeah. And what I've found is there are a lot of games, so like, in my opinion, and a lot of people, you know, you can go like play Risk and Risk Legacy and all these crazy games. Sure. But like for me, Small World, is just a better version of risk. Right. It's yeah. risk, but like with better dice rules and great theme That's and right. faster pace and a time limit. It's like <laughs> right. the like, you know, it's sexy sauced version of risk with a timer. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so, so and, you play and, that. And, and to be, and to be fair, the, the later versions, the, the most recent sort of set of risk games, not the classic risk game because it's because they, Parker Brothers knows they can't touch that, but, or Hasbro now, I guess. Um, but these new ones have these things. They have slightly better dice mechanics and a time limit and yeah. all these oh, things. different themes, yeah. Yeah, for each of the, yeah. They, they've been, they've been experimenting with these things with each of the little, like the, the Lord, Lord of the Rings about, risk is um, great. A, a permission to print money is because they keep doing the different themes and it can be that's, anything. That's right. Star oh, yeah, Wars yeah, risk yeah, yeah. and, uh. Oh, we know all about brands, right? Yeah. Uh, but the, um, well, and, and so the, it, what, and I can't remember the name. I'll, I'll have to look it up for you. But there recently there's a game. I think it's called Java Dice or Coffee Dice. Yeah. It's Yahtzee, but just better. It's like Yahtzee, oh. but with well, like combos and other little things. That King of it, Tokyo is basically that's Yahtzee, Yahtzee that's better. Oh, that's that dice game. That that's you the dice game well, where right? you're, uh, you're making, you're, ma- you're rolling dice to match dice to, 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 to fight your mon- your giant monsters together. True. The game, the game I'm referring to is, is a bit closer to Yahtzee in terms okay. of like your oh, scoring and. And it's called Java Dice or Coffee Dice or something? Yeah. Well, or yeah. We'll it's look something it up. that has the yeah, word we'll coffee and dice in there. Uh, we'll look it up, but, um. Yeah. Super cool. And you know, again, I think I'm pretty sure that was a Kickstarter type of game too, yeah. which is neat. That is neat. It's, uh, um, so you guys are going to go to Gen Con. Yes, we are. And Andy's been one time. I went, I went last year. You've been never? I've never been to Gen Con. Okay. I have never been to Gen Con, but you've been to other cons and other Yeah, I've been to Kubacon, Pacific Con, yeah. and things like that. <laughs> in San Francisco. It's a, the names of cons make me laugh. And, uh, <laughs> well, that's good. That's, I, that's I, the, the best one is, so board game geek is like <laughs> yeah. the board game site for, it's like, to it, review it's board like games, IMDB right? for board games, but yep. like with right. more forums and nerd in there. But the, their con is bgg.con. Like oh. C O N instead of 
Anyway, I, I thought I, I was like that's I, I was like that's neat. They, they, <laughs> they did it. Um, yeah, so so yeah, it's gonna be um, my my first trip for sure. Um, and you're are you gonna I spend the whole weekend time. like the sort of Wednesday or Thursday through Sunday or yeah, actually it, 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 it it's. Um, it's in Indianapolis. It's all. It's the. It's the week that we're there, right? Is right. it eleventh? Yeah, yeah. We're, we, you were there because we have we have synergized our marriage. Right. I will going be to... playing Crackers this week, ladies and gentlemen. Downtown Crackers. So if you're at Gen Con, please come down to Crackers and see me do stand up comedy <laughs> out of my joke hole. Which which uh, which got me a hotel room. Right, free hotel room. <laughs> um, so and. Uh, well, you yeah. know, I mean, power to you guys. Well, exactly. Well, this is and the it's way the it works. First, it's the, it's, I, I think it's the second time we've used our powers together in a Wonder Twins kind of way. The first one was that Dallas Anime Con. That's right. Where you went this year. I went last year, did stand-up comedy on a live dork forest, and then they had me back and they were like, wait, he, he's a game designer? Would, would he teach a game design seminar? Yeah, I, they, they wondered if I wanted to be on a panel and I'm like, well, how about this? Why don't I teach a game design, game design tutorial class thing? And so I did that this year and it was super fun. And super like packed. Weaker. Yeah. It was basically, I, I, I took that, I took the stuff that, that, cause I've been involved in, in helping them teach the, the game design tutorials at, at GDC these last couple of years. Game design convention? Game design. What's GDC? Uh, GDC is Game Developers Conference. Conference. Okay, developers. And so I basically just shrunk. I just took a bite out of that and made a four-hour chunk of that. Uh, you just made me think. I, in my head, I just saw, saw something else that was really interesting that happened. Okay. Um, just remind me of Andrew. Uh, so I was at Casual Connect, which is a video game conference that's in San Francisco, and they had an indie dev contest. And again, I'm I like to be in that scene and feel young and all this. But, um, <laughs> And He's so I worked for this guy, Andrew Weaker, Mind Control Software. They had a game called Silencer. I mean, sort of off topic, but they had a game mm-hmm. called Silencer. Hugely pop- popular. It was like on the 10 network. It's this like fast-paced multiplayer network game, like super way ahead of its, its time. way ahead of its time for when it, when it came out. So they wanted to take it down. They were going to take it down because that network went down, but some community kept it up. And But I'm at, I'm at the Indie Dev Contest, and I see this game, and it's, it says Cypher. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, you know, that game looks like Silencer. I get closer, and I start playing it, and it's like, oh, it is Silencer. Literally. Really? Somebody's it, just taken Silencer and putting a new, na- new name on it and, and re- re-upped it as its, as its own thing? So there's two things. One, that's a little crazy, and I was like – I sent I sent some emails out to guys like, is this Silencer? Like, I'm pretty sure this is Silencer. Um, but the other hand is because they're such a big with retro, because it was so fast paced. Yeah. It was multiplayer and eight bit and, and sort of pixelated graphics are so big right now. You actually, it, it sat there and it looked like, it looked, to, it, it looked, looked like, like today's should, brand of, of, of yeah. retro game. Silencer? Yeah. Of indie games. Yeah. But, uh, that was crazy. Yeah. The silencer wasn't indie. It was a, it was a, well, it was, it was, but it was 15 years ago. Okay. It just, it's just rolling out. It was like I was telling you. Can you, you steal a video game like that? No. It's, 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 it's got to be no, frowned no, upon, that right? Is, that is a really weird thing. And I sort of I, – I, I saw the guy there and I was like, is there silence? And he sort of chuckled and he's like, oh, you see that you know that game? I'm like, yeah, I, I know that game. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but, so yes, people do steal game ideas. What they're, right. not, what they're not allowed to do is right, steal, that's not okay. is steal um, actual art or code. Now, it went through like three so. acquisitions and who owns it is sort of – um um what's the word for it? Right. Abandonware? Like – so there may be some – he may, however, may be however if he is if he is if he is putting it out as his as his own new thing then he has definitely stepped over an ethical line <laughs> that Ed and I discussed earlier well and but it, but, it, but it is interesting <laughs> to that old is new um, so in for the Kickstarter right I'm going through this process of sort of branding um, myself and being on Twitter like I've worked for companies and you don't I haven't really speak for them but I'm sort of engaging on my own because it's really when you do a Kickstarter you're like please give me your money right, right. that's like right, right. I, I, it's, I'm it's the direct. one standing in front of you um, yeah and so one of the things I've done is I had all these old games like that first game I ever made, Crisis Wolverine. I made that at the University of Michigan for University of Michigan students. Like there was a very small audience. It was like right. a Facebook game 10 years ahead of its time. There you right. go. Right. Um, but had fabulous art and look and this stuff is just missing. And so like on, on Twitter and with, I get to say, hey, check out this game. We made it 15 years ago. The site's actually still up. And, you know, no one's going to – you can't even play it. Same thing. Like you couldn't – you'd have to have a oh okay a, a old PC sitting around mm-hmm. to figure out a way to load that. But – People get to be like, oh, that's cool. What is that? And it's 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 nice to sort of see that with mobile and casual games and sort of this uh, uh, resurgence of 
you know, pretty and, de- you know, just like this sort of opening up of what art can look like. And it's not down that funnel of, of AAA anymore. Like people can look at that old stuff and be like, oh, that's cool. Like, so that's been really fun to like see yeah, old stuff. That's and super it, cool. And it's really, it's nice to have, I mean, the internet is, is full of, like, everyone's always saying, well, uh, everyone needs content. You know, everyone's always looking for new content. And because you've been making games for so long, you're like, well, do you want to see this weird old content of mine? Which yeah, well, that's still the thing. Works. It's like, it's like yeah. all content is new content. Yes. yes. Like, <laughs> how do you have all this stuff to post on Twitter? It's like, well, it's just been sitting around for 20 years. <laughs> Turns out for 20 years I've been making games because I want to make games. Well, and, and, and it's like, and it was cool then and it's cool now. It's just yeah. no, the world hadn't seen it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's um, it. So, so, you know, and, and also uh, I have a bunch of like little concepts that never got anywhere. And so it's interesting. You sort of like, you can sort of, you know, rank it a little bit in terms of how excited people are. You're like, oh, hey, there was a a game I was working on uh, with, you know, vineyards and stuff. Right. Right. How yeah. interested are you how in are you, that? Are you, the, the, so a couple of weeks ago, we, I discussed, I, I suggested that you keep track of, like, like the, Who the popularity. Who loves a spreadsheet? Who loves a spreadsheet? Who loves Me. Andy Ashcraft? Uh, <laughs> tracking and you should read meet, meet Richard Bliss, uh, who does Dice Whisperer podcast. And he, uh, he does get... He does Dice Whisperer. I think that's does the name. Does he whisper? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, may have I, want got... I want the whole podcast to be yeah. in a whisper. I totally do. <laughs> and, and mind you, I'm terrible with names, so like if I got a lot of this wrong. Um, but he he has game nights and stuff, and and he has like a game garage. It's pretty it's it's pretty awesome. He's got a, he's it's got about, a man, it's about the best. He's I've got ever. a man cave with it, the, with his board game. Yeah. yeah. And, and but he tracks it. He like tracks all the games and who won. Oh right! And like he's got like a oh he's got a big he, spreadsheet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, you know oh, I yeah. haven't, I haven't, I haven't made spreadsheets. But really, you know, again, I have found um, Twitter to just be an amazing experience for me in terms of, you know, at some point you're like, well, you're just trying to get followers to be able to point them at this thing, and then you're like, well, if you get enough, one percent will actually look, or ten percent will look, one percent will give you money. But actually, the the fact that it's like the world in a room and everyone can whisper to each other, regardless of like Twitter's st- super fun stature and and, and height, yeah, it allows you to make connections with people you would otherwise never connect with and get value from it. Is that true, Jackie Cation? It is true at Jackie Cation on Twitter. But here's the thing: is I, I, <laughs> I, genuinely, I tweeted your Snoopy this morning. Oh, oh did you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I, I. I, I really do like Twitter, and but the problem with Andy Ashcraft of Giant Stance Games going on Twitter is that you uh, will live in a rabbit hole. I live in a bit of a rabbit hole, but um, because you will go of, down that as, rabbit hole and not come out. Right, that, right, right. Which you like, should go on Twitter, but I'm Facebook loath to tell you to go rabbit hole. Well, I will, and and and, and he says that, but I don't, I don't, I don't quite I, necessarily I, believe him. But. When I, I don't have none of my current projects are things that go directly to people. Right. See, I, my, so, but that's like, why you got to build my you know, market. Right? Let me make a no, little rant. I understand that. I want like, to do a rant after you're done. Okay. So yeah, Ed's going to tell me how I need to start. I need to start putting money in my savings account right now for my retirement. 401k when you're 22, you guys. Exactly. She's <laughs> <laughs> already heard it. She has. This, heard is, this is what you should learn in high school. Oh. Start investing in your followers now. <laughs> right. 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 And and uh, so yeah. So but but my current clientele are. Uh, are as as a freelance game designer, my current clientele are people uh, who are executives. Like they're people who would hire me, and they're not people who would buy my game. So right. there's a slight there's a slight difference. And so I hope to very shortly have a game that I can go directly to people with that Brutiki game, right? Brutiki, exactly. Yeah. And then and, and then a superhero role playing game after that, hopefully. Oh right, but here's here, uh, Heroes Unlimited. But good w- times. But what he did say is that uh, he was like, but I could use your Twitter, right, Jackie? That's right. I, I, and now I've got I've got Ed here building his followers, <laughs> and I've got Jackie's who built up a, a legion of fans. Well, it's true, but the, you're you're essentially you are using Twitter. You're just using the real life version of Twitter. Exactly. Right. You're just whispering um, at us. I'm cultivating. I'm cultivating a small but elite group of, of opinion makers. <laughs> no, but uh, so you, you you sort of stole my thunder on the high school analogies. Oh yes. But the 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 thing is one. I really have come to appreciate its value outside of like, I, like, so I had met this guy, uh, Teal, who did, um, Shadow. Board game? Shadow. Or? He did a Kickstarter. Shadow, not Shadow Run, because that's an old video game, but Shadow something. I don't know. Shadow Force. I can't remember the second word. Okay. It's got the word Shadow in it. But his name uh, is Teal? T-E-A-L? T-E-A-L-E. 
Okay. Okay. Um, we can. That's, yeah, that, that's yeah. Googleable. If we do teal shadow, we'll probably find. Yeah, it. Yeah, you will. Yeah, that's yeah. how you do. It'll work out there. Internet. Um, you can do it. But but anyway, so I met him at that uh, at a game night. Okay. Which was played. He played liftoff. Yep. And he loved it. And he had just been doing a Kickstarter, so he started being really helpful. And oh, then right. he was like, oh, "Have you done Twitter?" And I said, "No." He was like, "Get your act together." Right. And I was there. And then on Twitter, he's like, "You should meet um, Tiffany Roth, the one tar who does video reviews." And he was, he just was like, Hey, the one at the one tar, check out Ed. And then we started talking and then we met in person. How do you spell the one tar? T H E one O N E T A R. Tar. Tar. The okay. one tar. Okay. But is no. her name Tara? It's Tiffany. I, I don't know. Oh, it's Tiffany. I, 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 yeah. Might be your initial. But she, she does, she, she does really, uh, fun, lightweight game reviews and previews because she like will go somewhere and do like handy can stuff. It's a little shaky. It's a little nuts, but like they're like, Short and fast. They're not okay. the most video reviews for board fun. games are like 15 minutes and you're like, oh, right, you really right, have to right. want to watch it. But, but the point is, she introduced me to her. You know, she checked out the game. She liked it. She was willing to do like a, a review for it. But then she just became a great resource to connecting me to other oh, cool. people, other reviewers, other yep. references. And, and so like. This is why it's, I'm pushing him up. I mean, the well, greatest but, thing about Twitter is that, is that you great. meet, is that you meet people that, that are like-minded that you didn't even know and they're in the middle of Indonesia. And you're like, oh, hello, Indonesian I just, guy. I, I needed an animated GIF and like I was breaking my head trying to make a little banner ad that animated mm-hmm. for liftoff. And I was like, hey, can anyone help me? And there was like, go talk to this guy. And he's like, okay, hey, let's meet on Skype. And it's like nighttime when I'm talking to him. I'm like, where are you? He's like, oh, I'm in Spain. I was like, oh, okay. And then he just did it. He did a great job. And, oh, and he anyway. just, yeah, cause it, cause someone who knows how to do some of this stuff that would take you nine hours to do it. They're like, no, that's 20 minutes. I'm right. done. They and, can uh, just knock it out. Yeah, yeah. They knock it out. So my, my favorite uh, board game <laughs> spreadsheet story of Andy Ashcraft is Rich Summer Sumner. I think it's Sumner. Uh, he's on the dork forest. He's on Mad Men yep. and he's a board game dork. And I asked because I'm on the road so much. I was like, are there any one person board games that you would recommend and or card games? And he recommended that game Friday. Oh yeah. Which is a solitaire it's, where you play Friday, but it's a, it's a solitaire deck building game. Okay. So you're, and you played Robinson Crusoe's slave Friday. And Jackie and I played it a, probably a thousand times over the course of a month and, and a half. And you insisted that I write down when I win, when I lose. That's right. We have the, a spreadsheet. We have a spreadsheet and it's a lot. And I was and like, what, and what was really interesting about that spreadsheet yes. at the end is that <laughs> what was um, really interesting? it showed that we were getting better at it. A game that we, that at first felt like it was just luck. Oh, right. We got and, better. And hard to play and really, and, right. and, and actually quite difficult. That's right. We, we, the, our, my spreadsheet shows conclusively that it's something that, that people can learn and get better at, which okay. is great. I mean, that's, a, that's an important part. We were talking about things that we like to see in games. And if you guys haven't played Lost Cities, you should play Lost Cities. Lost okay. Cities? Okay. All right, you guys, it, we uh, are at 55 minutes. Let's tell people where they can find you at Gen Con, where they can find you on the internet. And, uh, and, and, Definitely, this has been a board game, riffic kind of dork forest. Holy smokes! At at, at eBaraf for yes, Twitter, yes, and Baraf dot com, yes, for your website, yes, and we'll and probably link and, the the Kickstarter, right? And pencil what? Uh, pencil first games. Pencil first games is the name of your game company. Yes. Uh, Andy Ashcraft does not have a Twitter account, but no. it is uh, Giants Dance Games dot com. Right. And giantstancegames.com. And then you got a Facebook page. Yeah. And, but that's not a pro one, right? That's just individual. No, that's just mine. But, okay. Uh, and then you'll find me at the first exposure playtest hall most of the time, probably at Gen Con. Yes. Yes. I think most of the time. And where are you going to be at Gen Con? Your, your, your game made, uh, liftoff made a, made a, a well, no, thing, so right? I'm, well, I'm going to be at the first exposure play hall. We haven't set up the times yet, but, okay. Um, I'm look going, for liftoff. Look, look for, for liftoff, but but uh, I'm actually doing. I, I made another like 500 of those little meeple, uh, little uh-huh. aliens, and doing a little photo contest of taking the alien and going around. It's like a purple one and taking Gen Con pictures of it. So oh, cool. I'll be handing those out. And uh, actually, the best way to find me is probably just to like whisper to me on Twitter. Just tweet then, at you, yeah, and then I'm, I'm like I'm basically. It all depends on where the where I am. With the Kickstarter, right? I, I might just be coasting or I might be literally just going person to person begging to play the game. And there, <laughs> wasn't there some talk about uh, about having some sort of paint party 
of painting the little meeples too? Or well, I was going to hopefully that, do that before. Gen oh, Con. you're, you're going to do that before. But I if, if I'm desperate, I might just just I might just bring the unpainted ones and let people paint. I'll bring the paint, <laughs> and then we'll just sit and be painting. And they're like, "What are we painting? Oh, we're painting the thing you're going to use in the contest." Oh, that's right. Um, uh, There's a contest. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it'll be like a I don't know, fifty dollar Amazon card for taking a picture with this little. Uh, alien, meeple dude, yeah, meeple dude, around the contest, and the, the best one, or whatever. However, I figure out how to pick it. Um, <laughs> yeah. We'll win a gift card, right. which they'll hopefully then use for the Kickstarter. But right. they don't have to, right? Right? They can, yeah, and they can use it for whatever they like because yeah, they yeah. maybe have they've already well, they could go already through kick, the, they've already the contest will require them to post their image on Twitter. That's how I hashtagged. will. Yes, exactly. That's how it. I will uh, review it. You see, see, see. I'm taking the physical, making it the digital. And yes. throwing in some cute. Nice. And, and what I'd like to say is use the Amazon banner on JackieCation.com <laughs> to buy whatever you're going to buy on Amazon because I get a small kickback. You guys, this has been a super fun dork forest. Thank you so much, Ed Baraf. Uh, thank you, Andy Ashcraft, for well, being you on know, the program. It's the least I could do. <laughs> Shadow Throne was the name of the game. Well played. Good night, you guys. Oh, good. Thanks for listening. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my god. Thank we you. why don't we just call that as the end of the show?